Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am here alone in the physical tiny room because I am joined today in the digital version of the physical tiny room by the man who has been called the Michelangelo de Medici of Irish podcasting. Aww. It's Benjamin. Oh, that's me. Oh, yeah, Michael, you do care. My, Michael Caravaggio of, of Irish podcast. Michael, you've forgotten to mention a very important thing there. What did on I forget podcast. to mention? You're all alone on your birthday in the tiny room. It's Michael's birthday, ladies alone and gentlemen. On my birthday. Thank you, everybody. Please don't use that information to haxer me. Yeah, well, don't don't haxer him, but you do leave him a happy birthday down below in the comments or uh, oh, send us in. Man. I tell you what, on the Instagram, send us in little videos of you uh, saying happy birthday to Michael. We'd love it. Uh, we yeah. love it. Yeah, we would like that. Tag us or, in a video. You know, just, uh, just hit our Patreon at <laughs> <laughs> Michael's I'm personal joking, Patreon ben. that we, Ben didn't know about. Um, we don't have a Patreon. No, ben. we don't. I'm only joking. We don't. Benjamin Yes Theme music for the podcast We don't actually have anything music But I hope someone will make some up for us I don't want to name any names Rachel um, we had we had we put up this week a new video on the internet. I don't know if you've yes. seen it. I, I have, have seen it, Michael. I have, I have, I have. There's there's Benjamin. very little to do here in Italy in between drawing and and other stuff. So I often have time to watch large video files made by friends that are very good. It's very good, Michael. Um, Benjamin, your your head is bobbling around wildly, and you're giving me an it's earache. okay. It's cons- oh dear. And now you that's now you've not gone. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Where's he gone? What happened there? He hung up. Um, yeah, okay. I kept recording, so it's fine. But um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that was good. We just had a little uh, Benjamin. Yeah, we'll just keep going. Uh, Benjamin, we, I, uh, me, and our friend of the podcast and occasional guest Shane, we went to uh, a comic con in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, you did a comic con yeah, in Ireland, a field in England, a comic con in Ireland. Yes, yes, yes. And then we met. Uh, we interviewed people for for comic con, and we interviewed people doing cosplays and whatnot. And we had quite a lovely time meeting all of those you love a whatnot yeah they seemed like a a lovely bunch of lads and ladies well then you know it's kind of it's good because we're you know i know we've been going nearly two years but in the field of going to comic cons and interviewing people we're still quite new i think i think the field of interviewing people at comic cons is still quite new i'm not sure that's necessarily us michael that's um, a fair point, Ben. I, there's not a lot of coverage. What I'm saying here, Michael, is that we're fucking great and we're um, pioneers. <laughs> pioneers. Pioneers. Pioneering pod. Pi- yeah, it's my birthday, and for my birthday, I got some pie in my ear. Yeah, we, we pi- love pioneers. That's an old Irish tradition. We make a potato yeah. pie and we stuff it in the ears of the birthday boy. Yeah, um, and that's, that's the origin of the word pioneer. Yeah, that's where it comes from because it's an unusual thing that we started pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, so so if people if people want to see that video of my sweaty head. Ben, I was in a wetsuit. Yeah, that wasn't a smart move, Michael. I'll be honest. I've I've seen better ideas. Look, here's the thing. I shaved a bald spot in my head. Yes. So I would look more like Jason Statham from the film The Meg. Which I appreciated. And there were several drawbacks to that idea. The first mm. drawback was in a wetsuit I was so sweaty that you couldn't really tell that I'd shaved a bald patch in my head. That's a shame, because everything glistened. Yeah, yeah, I, I mm. was very glistening, mm. but not in a good way. The second thing, Ben, was it was Shane's wetsuit. So oh, no. That, 
all of my sweat was pooling up inside it kind of amused me because I didn't have to deal with it afterwards. But Shane was horrified because he had a lot of mixed sweat. Well, we we disrobed me later in the car park. Oh, God. And as as we were disrobing me, we pulled the, the, the wetsuit off and it popped off and sprayed sweaty water everywhere. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose it wasn't sweaty Christ. water. It was just sweat. <laughs> oh, <And> it, God. <laughs> it was like a it was like a jism of, oh, of sweat just fuck. all over the car park. It was kind of disgusting, to be honest with you. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, anyone who wants to stop listening to the podcast uh, has my full permission to do so now. Um, <laughs> I completely understand uh, why you wouldn't want to do that. That's awful. Ben, Jesus. as you know, Ben, yeah. as you know, we've been going to cons for a couple of years. This one was quite unusual. It was in the RDS in Dublin. Okay, that's very big. And it is. It's Well, it is and it isn't. Oh. It's, it was in Simmons Court, Ben, oh, which okay. is essentially a giant shed. Yes, yes. It's an enormous shed. And it felt every inch the new con in a shed. Oh, it had that whack of we haven't done this before. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, which is interesting considering how Dublin Comic Con, how far they've come from when they started. Quite a quite a sharp shares. contrast to the to the quite professional level of Dublin Comic Con. If we're honest, we had we had press passes in next to no time there. You know what I'm saying? And even if you watch the video, Benjamin, one of the one of the difficulties for us in making the video. This is a behind the curtain look at what goes on in Michael and Benjamin's Woo, podcast. BTS. One of the behind the screen scenes okay there we go um one of the difficulties was in dublin comic-con we had lots of lovely bright shiny places to film with Mm. nice panel work and you know burgundy carpets and stuff good lighting this yeah this one was in a shed yeah so you had all the the drawbacks and pitfalls of shed filming yeah it was gray (laughs) echoey and loud You'll recall one of Stanley Kubrick's key pieces of advice for upcoming um, cameramen and cinematographers was never film in a fucking shed. Um, that, I mean, that's the title of the autobiography, yeah, as far as I recall. Stanley Kubrick, 1972, never film in a fucking shed. Um, ben- yeah. Benjamin, speaking of moving on, um, <laughs> did you... <laughs> I've made myself laugh Smooth as butter. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, uh, how's Justice League Dark going? Justice League Dark is 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 v good, Michael. Um, we have stolen a premise from Stranger Things, the Upside Down Man. Um, this kind of an upside down realm. Um, but it's interesting. It turns out, it turns out, there's been some nice twisting of kind of very gold standard characters. Are you aware of Doctor Fate, Michael? Yes, he's a helmet. Yes, he's a helmet, exactly. The helmet is Naboo, and then Naboo needs a, a human a human host to wield mm-hmm. magic in this world. So yep. the, the helmet is fairly moot by itself. But it turns out, it turns out um, yes. that magic was stolen many, 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 many eons ago by, by the humans. Um, mm-hmm. And now the original owners of magic are coming to take it back. Um, oh. So it's interesting. It has interesting kind of undertones of the magic order by Mark Miller, um, but in a much broader DC affecting sense. So magic is, 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 as the title of the series would suggest, very dark in this. It's very horrific. Um, mm. the, the main villain of this is a guy called the Upside Down Man. Um, mm-hmm. And he refers to himself as horror incarnate. He is the embodiment of all the fear that humans ever feel. He's the thing that lurks kind of on the outside and causes all that. Ooh, um, Halloween. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's good. Um, Wonder Woman has been upgraded. Swamp Thing is getting an L. Uh, it looks like they're looking to maybe retire. 
Alec Holland as the Swamp Thing. Um, oh. Yeah, Constantine's getting a few adjustments here and there. Um, it's interesting to see. It's it's good character development. It's very very good read. Go and pick it up. Detective Chimp is wonderful comic relief throughout. Um, and yes, you heard that right. Detective Chimp. Detective Chimp. What what do you think will become of Swamp Thing? Will um, we have a replacement Swamp Thing? Uh, Swamp Thing is is looks like he's he's picking out some prime real estate in the Parliament of Trees. The Parliament of Trees is where um, elementals go to retire. It's where they do after their decades or centuries of service. They Go and join the Parliament of Trees in the Amazon, um, and even, he even even Dame Judi Dench from the film Chronicles of Riddick. Yes, she went to the Parliament of Trees um, oh. in the Amazon to hang out with Alan Moore and drink tea. Um, so yeah, um, it looks like they might be looking at a way to kind of mess around with all that. There's a bit of MacGuffining going on with Wonder Woman. There's a bit of retconning, but it's not bad retconning. Wonder Woman kind of needs a bit of pizzazz anyway. So yeah. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it at the minute. Um, Benjamin, it's it's interesting that you compared that to the Magic Order, because if you remember a few weeks ago, you compared um, Justice League Dark to the new Immortal Hulk. I did. It it, it remains consistent in that tone. To be fair, the Upside Down Man is a very entertaining villain. Um, And the magic that they use in this particular comic book series um, is very unsettling. Um, it's quite mm. unpleasant to read some of the things that happen due to magic. Um, I like uh, I like a story, Ben, where magic is, you know, a force that, uh, an unnatural force that shouldn't really be tampered with. Absolutely. Like Zatanna, the, Zatanna can't actually use her magic because magic is misbehaving. That's the problem. Um, and you're having oh, all... Oh, Ben, co- I heard about this. Yeah. This is why Zatanna says her spells backwards or upside down because she does. if she says them the right way around, then people will find her. Yeah, exactly. This was a twist recently. Okay, that's yeah. from that. It's it's um, all to do with that. Benjamin, uh, conversely, the Immortal Hulk has actually started going downhill. It has into in, a standard schlocky superhero nonsense. It's a bit depressing. A bit depressing. I really, I really enjoyed it up until then. Yeah, and I blame you because you recommended it to me. And oh, then, <laughs> then right. also. Um, the Magic Order is actually turning quite good. I, I like where the Magic Order is going. Yeah, again, horror magic is a real thing. See, you're a, you're a massive cosmic horror fan, Michael. Um, oh, thanks, Ben. Thanks for telling me I, that. I have to admit, I have to admit that uh, in in through your passion for cosmic horror, I've become something of a cosmic horror fan myself, Michael. Um, oh, good. Which brings I me. I still hate poems. Which, well, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's all right. I only wrote you six of them for your birthday. But that's, <laughs> it's all right. I suppose if that's you know. Happy birthday. I suppose your good you lady friend will, will my maybe just, you know, scrapbook them for the podcast scrapbook. But all right, that's fine. Um, to the prick I do a podcast with by Benjamin Colopy. Um, oh, nice. But uh, yeah, speaking of Cosmic Horror, Michael, I have another recommendation yep. for you that you'll probably end up hating um, oh, eventually. Uh, have you heard of the Ice Cream Man, Michael? Um like the the guy who drives a van around the local estates yeah my favorite evil ice cream man is sweet tooth from sweet tooth from the video game twisted metal it is not dissimilar to that the ice cream man is evil in this as well um so ice cream uh, man i think will appeal to you massively because it is a horror kind of anthology series so the the key uh figure is the ice cream man and he's mm-hmm. kind of a cosmic entity in the style right. of it um okay he's kind of this kind of creature and his powers are 
they don't seem to have a limit, but he seems to be growing stronger as these twisty kind of macabre tales unfold. Uh, it's really cool. It's set in the same village where he does his ice cream round. Um, okay. And each story is kind of... Uh, Kind of a white picket fence American suburban tale. And then they get horrific kind of twists as they go along. And what I really like about it is it's consistent in the tone in which the ice cream man is portrayed. But it's very experimental each issue. Um, mm. And it's it's really interesting to read this. And, and recently um, the ice cream man's role has become more and more. And you can see that he's very much like a Lovecraftian horror beast that's growing and feeding on the town. And all the horrible things that are happening in the town. Um, very interesting, and Ben. he's kind of seizing all these things. It's very interesting. There's a mysterious hero. It's going to be a whole thing. It seems like the battle for this town's soul is going to be a thing. And more important than that, Michael, because it's Halloween, I recommend you check it out. There's a daredevil uh, popped up on the screen there. Um, I recommend you check it out because it's going to be adapted into a TV series. Um, oh, good. Yes, there are no stars in line to do it, but it is to be adapted by the same people that did Happy for sci-fi. Um, oh, you were a big fan of that. And it was an excellent series. Season 2 is coming out. Not sure I'm a big fan of that. There's no need to continue that. It was a very good self-contained series, but apparently that doesn't matter anymore and we're just going to churn them out till we make enough money um but i'm sure it'll be just as good it's a very good series and i'm looking forward to ice cream man i thoroughly recommend it if you're into again something that's just genuinely unsettling it's just uncomfortable mm. to read sometimes um in a very good way um yeah big fan big fan go check out ice cream man ben, you, you should um you should have a, you should get yourself a playstation and and play the original twisted metal series really because the the lead villain in that series i think his name was callisto but he was that kind of uh, mysterious, wish-granting, yeah. uh, evil force who, you know, everyone enters the Twisted Metal tournament for a, a specific reason. And if they win, they get their wish. But he turns it around on them. That's they, very you know, much. Obviously, whoever... Oh, no, it's Maxwell... Is his name Maxwell Price? Hang on. I'm just going to do a quick little fact check there, Max, Michael. Max Price. Uh, yeah, Maxwell... No, sorry. W. Maxwell Prince. Um, is oh. the name of the writer of it um, and it's drawn by Martin Marazzo it's got very nice art um, very organic kind of Frank Quietly but cleaned up um, mm. Frank Quietly cleaned but cleaned up. up his art cleaned up or the man himself cleaned um, up no no Frank Quietly art cleaned up um, I'll, okay. I'll send you a little panel here Michael while we're chatting and you can okay. you can decide it for yourself um, what you think of it um, we'll leave a moment of silence now while we no, wait no, no, for this. No, 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 we, well, so, we, so we, we can keep talking. But I, I think um, very much something that you, Michael, will just really sink your teeth into and, and have a good time. Um, very reminiscent of the Age of Doom, or the uh, Hammer of Doom. No, wait, what, what's that series? Black Hammer. Black, thank you very much. Um, Black Hammer, very reminiscent of that art style, but again, a little bit more cleaned up. But to give you a rough idea of what you'll be dealing with, Michael... Here we go. I'm just going to slap this into the, the chat. No, I'm not going to slap it into Very that good. chat. That's going to go horribly wrong. Um, but yeah, Michael, I recommend that you check it out. It's it's be good. This is podcast magic, Ben. Podcast really magic. Uh, it'll ben, come, let's move it'll on. It'll come through there as you're While we wait for that. There. Um, so yeah, be good. Be as good. you know, Ben, as you are no doubt aware, Benjamin, go on. Daredevil came out this, this weekend. I wasn't aware of that until yesterday, Michael, when you told me. I know it was quite confusing for you. Yeah, but ben, oh, that is quite nice. It's very uh, Black Hammer. Yeah, that's yes. As I, yeah, yeah. it's like if Frank quietly drew Black Hammer. That's a very concise description of that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think you'll enjoy it, Michael. Go pick it up from your local comic is that book a, shop. Is that an ice cream monster or a poop monster? It's an ice cream monster in this case. Okay, good. In this case. Um, he is very itty in the fact that that's not his true form or anything like that. He's just very malleable as a human being. Oh, okay. Or as a okay, creature. I got it. I got it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Benjamin. Yes. Um, yes, Daredevil came out. And I have seen quite a bit, but not all of it. Okay. How much? Yeah. Uh, six episodes. Ooh. Is that half? That's half. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a 10 or a 13 episode. By Netflix standards, it's, it's it's a half. So, Michael, tell me, return to form or leave it out? Ben, the mission of this series is very much... A, the whole point of this series is a return to form. Good. Good. You know what I'm saying? The symbolic loss of the much maligned kind of Captain America style Daredevil suit. I liked that suit. I had no pro- I, I had no problem with that suit. I like it too, Ben. It's not the most daredevilly suit you've ever seen. It was very MCU. But I could live with that. Like it was, Look, Ben, it was a good suit, be good. Cosplayers the world around are rejoicing that he's returned to black clothes and a black mask because that's very easy to do. The poster was was interesting. It's him shedding the the suit. Um, yeah, the, to be revered, bur- it's burning off, and it seems to be. Out. Yeah, it seems to be an interesting thing. Of he really wore this suit to legitimize his image, and now he doesn't need that anymore. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. I suppose he is far more threatening as a blind man that just seems to be able to fight in the dark. It seems to be a, a far more. Um, well, I mean, the black suit he's wearing is the classic ninja outfit, basically. Yeah, except it's covering the top of the head instead of the bottom of the face. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's interesting. So what people really, what people really want, obviously, is a series about a lawyer who's a ninja. Yeah, but he's not a lawyer anymore, Michael, is he? He seems Did to. Did have... you just call me Markle? <laughs> no, I said Michael. <laughs> oh, okay, look, we'll we'll hear that when it plays back. Maybe my internet connection was weird. Ben, yeah, um, it has the the opening of the series has a lot of the cla- look. I've learned a lot from our, my, our time together, Ben. The opening of the series has a lot of the classic tropes of superhero. Oh, Michael, three, music prequels. to my ears. Yeah, a year older um, and a year wiser indeed. Oh, yeah, exactly. Let's just keep talking about it being my birthday. Yeah, I'm not gonna let that <laughs> so go, Michael. Old. Ben, um, it has a lot of the classic superhero tropes and a lot, of, a lot of the classic superhero tropes that I'm personally not usually a fan of. Oh, okay, okay. Um, for example, he. This is all basically episode one and two, so I'm going to okay. lightly spoil it. That's fine. I don't uh, mind. Uh, major for spoilers example, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet ahead. So. Yeah, look, let's do a little. Let's do a little song. I will regret. I will. By the end of this little rendition of um, "Rock DJ" by Robbie Williams, uh, we'll move on to the spoilers. I'm just gonna rock DJ because you're making me feel so nice. When's it gonna stop, DJ? Because you're keeping me up all night. Okay, spoilers. How many subscribers did we just lose? (laughs) I don't know. A lot. Ben, go on. It'd be great if we got a copyright strike on that. I I think we might. I love how iTunes auto-detection detected my singing was so close to the original. Because you are basically uh, Robbie Williams with a different color hair. Yeah, I mean, we're both kind of laddish Englishmen. Yeah. Who are uh, who left their respective pop groups. Ben, let me talk about Daredevil. Stop interrupting me. I didn't interrupt you. You went off in a No, tangent. I'm interrupting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset at me, but I'm reflecting <laughs> it onto you. Ah, classic Michael. Classic Michael trope. 
Um, yes, go on. well done. You've got me back on track. <laughs> um, it has a lot of the classic superhero tropes that I personally usually don't like, and it made me not really like episode one and two that much. Oh dear. Um, uh, here, here are some of the classic tropes. Uh, superhero loses his powers. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. So there's that, and you're like, oh, just get your powers back. Come on. Come on. This is uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, superhero doubts his identity. Classic. As a superhero. Classic. Um. Superhero returns from the death, but doesn't inform friends that he's back. Of course. And so we watch friends grieving all the while knowing that he's actually back. He's grand. Yeah, he's grand. He's back. And like friends talk about, oh, if if he was back, don't you think he'd let us know? And you're like, oh, uh, the guilt. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Just, let's, uh, luckily, Ben, most of that is resolved relatively quickly. Nice. Nice. Relatively quickly. Now it is a it is a bloody Netflix Marvel superhero show, so relatively quickly is bloody two and a half hours. Yeah, it's not quickly enough, Michael. Not quickly no, enough. It's not quickly enough for me. But Ben, it is good. Uh Kingpin is his machinations are to an almost comical level. But that's of, what you want from the Kingpin though. Like Yeah. Come on. Uh, he also I, I like how I've been enjoying how when he does a machination, we usually find out in an episode or two that it was a machination. Nice. But then, even though everything is turning out to be a machination, no one goes, well, maybe this last thing that happened is also a machination. Michael, could you, for the the ladies and gentlemen at home, just explain a machination, just in case they're not 100% sure what that (laughs) might be. An evil plan, an evil manipulation. Thank you. Um, So... Yeah, he he's good. Um, ben Poindexter, which I is the name of one of the characters, and it's unbelievable that I've never called you that. Um, Fair is quite an interesting character so far. FBI agent gone wrong. Well, he hasn't really gone wrong yet. FBI agent struggling to stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah, uh, Ben. I don't know if by the end of the series he's going to conclusively be Bullseye. Ah. I don't know if he's going to get the name and the code word and the uniform and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, we see his powers such as they were in episode three or four, and it's it's a good little gunfight. He rebounds bullets off lampposts to get people hiding around corners and stuff. Nice. It's it's pretty good. I, I don't know how you can introduce Bullseye into a series and not be immediately thinking, how are you going to have him show down against Hawkeye? That's fair. That's fair. That'd you know be what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be fun shooting each other's bullets out of the air and stuff. It'd be big good crack. Be, that that'd be kind of fun. Jeremy Renner just but, pops up all of a sudden. Yeah, he just goes, "Hello, I'm Jeremy Renner." I wasn't in Avengers Four, but I'm here now. I'm here now. No, he's going to be in Avengers Four, Ben. Um, I don't yeah. suppose I don't suppose there's any mention of the snap in in no no no, but um, there is a little I think sideways mention to it that he has been daredeviling about for months. Not years. Okay. So I think the timeline is a little bit behind. Okay. Okay. If you if you're with me there, if you're with so me, so it's pre snap. If you get me, but Ben, look, the reason people come to a daredevil is to see a blind man ninjing about the place and getting in fights. Yeah. And so far, the fights have been excellent. Oh, good, good. Um, in particular, episode four. I'm not going to explain why or anything, but he goes to a prison. Oh, and there is a fantastic fight. He's trying to fight his way out of a prison. Is it a classic corridor daredevil moment? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like he opens the door, and there's three men standing in the corridor. I love a corridor and fight. It's 
it's not even the first Marvel Netflix prison corridor fight. No, because Punisher beat him too. Punisher. Um, also, it's a lot less bloody than Punisher's. Fair. Fair. If you remember Punisher, there was a lot of stabbing and rage there and screaming. A, there was a lot of stabbing, rage and screaming. But that was that was Punisher's motif. That was like, that's the thing that Punisher does. But I think, Ben, the the prison scene, just the whole sequence itself, is probably... Excuse me for a second there, I did a burp. Oh, okay, I was wondering what that was. I was like, oh, Michael, <laughs> Michael's had a moment. <laughs> Sorry. Fugue Sorry, state. I might edit, might edit that out. That yeah, was that's... 24 minutes. Um, the whole prison scene, the whole prison escape, I think is the best sequence we've had in any of the Marvel... Not movies, the Marvel Netflix... The Marvel Netflix adaptations, (laughs) Michael. The Marvel Netflix adaptations. Sweet Jesus. It is the the best... Sweet Christmas, Ben. It is the best bit of TV that we've had in those series so far. It's it's high stakes, violent, realistic. Um, A couple of times it looks like he's trying to do a move and it goes wrong. And I genuinely couldn't tell if maybe the the stuntmen messed it up or or, Darede- or Daredevil just missed. Yeah, I think that's probably and a more realistic way because they like to do that with Daredevil, don't they? They like him to have him a bit more as a brawler and a. Yeah, it's a great scene. It's a, it's a really good scene. It's it's high energy. There's a there's a break in the middle where the stakes change. Ooh. It's oh, it's great. Ooh. It's a great. Does it it's tell great me? Tell me. Does it stray from the classic midway twist of of the Marvel Netflix adaptations? Have well, we avoided one this time? I I haven't really seen one yet. The, Good. The mid the midway twist in a lot of ways I think was revealed by by the trailers. Okay, fair enough. Because we don't we don't get to fake Daredevil until midway okay fair enough okay so i think i think the midway twist is fake daredevil okay well that's fine though that's i don't mind like a not like i don't mind a, a ball like a non balls to the wall fake twist i just hate it when they kill off a decent villain and replace it with a rubbish one that's yeah. that's what i don't like about the the netflix twists did they do that they only did that once they did it twice didn't they who was the second one uh iron fist the the dad yeah, but he came back. Yeah, he came back at the end, but it was the that the twist, real twist villain was the real himself. villain was the hand all along, and I just it was the hand. I don't like oh, that Bakudo. stuff. Bakudo, I don't. Bakudo yeah, was crap. Bakudo was shite. Um, and they did it with uh, season one of Luke Cage, where they took Cottonmouth and they replaced it with his weird cousin, Diamondback. Yeah, Willis Stryker. Yeah, that was that was awful. Yeah. Again, v v bad show. V bad. Benjamin, um, yes. that's probably why it was cancelled. Probably, Michael, in a bloody uh, uh, shocking twist. Um, so ben, we lost. The, thing, right? the, the heroes here's for hire are gone. Hold on, hold on. Ben, 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 hold on. I'm going to let you finish. I bloody told you. I told you I had a great segue go for on, this. Go on, go on. You son of a bitch. <laughs> go on. Um, ben, here's the interesting thing about Daredevil, right? Yeah. When I was watching Daredevil, I, I opened up on my Netflix... Which I legitimately pay for, Ben. Yeah, of course. And was quite surprised to find there wasn't a splash page telling me season three of Daredevil was available. Oh. Oh. Which is odd. That is odd. Right? That's kind of odd. So I clicked onto the the profile and it had the continue watching options. Killjoys, which I've been watching recently. Yes, you, you have. And no sign of Daredevil there either. Very strange. 
So I had to type Daredevil into the search bar, Ben. Hmm. To get Daredevil. Mm. And then when I clicked it, it started playing from season one, not season three automatically. That's not good. Benjamin. Then, as you remember from last week, the Heroes for Hire, uh, Luke or or Iron Fist got cancelled. Yes. And just the other day, Ben, tell us what happened just the other day. Luke Cage. bombastic style. Luke Cage was bloody axed. Luke Cage was axed, Ben. He was put back in a cage. Um, oh, I don't know if that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Never mind. <laughs> I take that. Take that away. Uh, sorry, I was wrong. Um, I'd like to apologise. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, no, he wasn't put back in a cage. He was just put out to pasture. Put out to pasture. Yeah. Put, out, put out to pa- Oh, fuck. Um, ben. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Luke Cage got cancelled too. Yeah. Now, when Iron Fist got cancelled, Ben, we all went. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. It was about time. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't say it was about time. I did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I, I believe what you actually said was whoopity doopity doo. Yeah, I think that was the exact words that I used. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like me. Um, the the interesting thing though is that Luke Cage, in meanwhile, was quite well received. Uh, yes. Uh, to give you a rough idea, Michael, of how well received Luke Cage was, um, it has a huge petition That's good, now because I like it rough. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this has been Michael and Benjamin's co- uh, podcast. <laughs> if you're looking for Ben, he's in filing a HR complaint with our fictional HR department officer, um, yeah. uh, Snooty McFlutle, um, yeah, <laughs> who uh, may or may not listen to my claim. Um, there is, in response to the popularity of that show, there has been a petition uh, similar in the style of similar to the style of um, how we brought back Lucifer and how we brought back Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, the fans have come out and petitioned a, a a big bloody bring back Luke Cage season three moment. Yeah, um, poor old Iron Fist. Yeah, nobody cared about Iron Fist, Michael. Let's let's not lie to each other. Um, it's on Change dot org. Um, so hang on, let's let's see how many signees we have now. Um, I believe the original requirement was 500 signees, which is ridiculous uh, for a mainstream TV show. Yeah, we have 1,585 at current count. 87, 88. Um, it's going up is that, as we go yeah, Is that all, though, Ben? I mean, we could probably get that many to bring back Michael and Benjamin's podcast. After we get cancelled unceremoniously by yeah. Netflix. Yeah, like, mm. a, like a huge popular TV show like that. That's actually a surprisingly small number. Yeah, yeah it's not great um i've also enjoyed the denial of many fans many fans are like oh this means we're getting a heroes for hired show um yeah no we're not i don't think it is i don't think it's that at all i think um because marvel has spoken about its high-end tv shows i think marvel is probably looking to maybe run its own thing um and well, not depend ben, we on know marvel we know marvel 100 percent is running its own thing they're starting a streaming service next year exactly so i think that's exactly what's happening i think the contracts run out for netflix and i don't think uh, marvel's interested in renewing which is bad news for netflix ah that's interesting ben um, i have taken the exact opposite tact in my ah, okay. view of the situation go ahead the way i the way i saw it was i think this is netflix making decisions oh um they didn't release a reason for the cancellation of Iron Fist. No. But I think they didn't really need to. Yeah. Because people went, yeah, that makes sense. Now, because because Netflix don't release their viewership figures, though, uh, Net- we don't know how popular Iron Fist was. Iron Fist may have been doing great numbers. But? 
poorly critically received. Yeah, I think I think Netflix is very very. That's a good point, Michael. I think Netflix is is very much interested in being considered good television. Um, mm-hmm. I think Netflix wants to be kind of a high end television thing. They don't really do oh. a lot of schlock. Um, I, well, I don't know. Bloody the Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, right, fair enough. Uh, but that's to, that's to keep the lights on, Michael. That's that's to keep the lights yeah. on. Um, well, here's the other thing, right? Um, they they did release a reason for the cancellation of Luke Cage, which was I didn't see it. Creative differences. Ah, fuck off. Exactly. Yeah. So here's my theory, Ben. This is my theorem. Go on. My theorem is, this is my axiom. My 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 theorem is, anything Netflix Marvel that isn't currently in production is done for. Does that mean no Jessica Jones season three? See, Jessica Jones season three is has been filmed or is in production currently. Oh, okay. So we can't touch that. So they'll, they'll produce that. They've they've already they've already invested in that. So I think we're going to get Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season two, Punisher season. Oh, sorry, Jessica Jones season three, Punisher season. Oh, two, good. I want season two it. of Punisher. I'd like that. That very is much. also already in production. Yeah. So I'd like that. Then very that'll much. be it. That'll be it. That'll be it for Marvel Netflix. Oh well. I mean, it had a good run. Well, it had a middle. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's leaving us too soon, Michael? Well, that's a very good question, Ben. It's almost as if we planned it. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, yes and no. I, yes and no in a lot of ways. Uh, the Iron Fist, both shows left us on a cliffhanger, Ben. Yes. Yeah, well. Uh, well. Iron Fist was off traveling the world and promised us uh, some more of the adventures of Colleen Wing. Yeah. And then... Uh, Luke Cage finished on quite an interesting cliffhanger where Luke Cage had become the kingpin of crime. Yeah, he's the baddie. In, in um in in Luke Cage season two. And that then could have been a very interesting setup for Defenders season two. Yeah, where, absolutely, where they all go up against him. Um Or he ends up butting up against another crime lord, let's say Kingpin or the Hood. That would have been or, interesting. Is the Hood in it? No, he should have been. It would have been interesting. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting to me, Michael, because um, the wonderful, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, oh no, I've forgotten her name. Rosario Dawson. Thank you. Um, yes. Rosario Dawson actually mentioned that she didn't think her character would be making a comeback. So I don't know whether she's known about this for a while. Well, it was I interesting. Think, like when when they wrote her character out of season two of Luke Cage. By having her go back to her mother or whatever. After three I think episodes. That was a farewell to that character. Yeah. Yeah. She she was done with superheroes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. She also, you know, you had to free Luke Cage up to be single so he could eventually marry Jessica Jones. Uh yeah, well that's true. You need to have him back with Jessica Jones at some point, don't you? That's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. The re- well the real question, Ben, is um will these characters move across to the marvel streaming service uh, do they have that possibility well that's what i certainly don't know ben i don't know the legal situation um, I, yeah it'll I, be interesting i i have no doubt that uh, disney would have no problem buying them out and purchasing those characters back no they definitely own the characters because netflix is only the distribution and production but the, service, the contract but to the actors and stuff like that does that not involve some kind I of i think that's marvel tv legal quite as i say ben the ins and outs of this legally, I I don't know. To be fair, I still reckon that I still reckon that 
Um, the guy who plays Matt Murdock at the minute, whose name escapes me. Charlie Cox. Thank you. Charlie Cox is a fantastic Matt Murdock and Daredevil. Yep. I just think he's yep. very good. He's just inc- incredibly well suited to that role. Better than... Well, although the, uh, Michael Coulter... Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter, thank you, um, is a very good Luke Cage in his defense. But I think him... Casting casting is one of the things that Netflix Marvel series have very done well. right. Other than arguably Danny Rand, he was just he was just a poor actor though. Like I, no offense to Finn Jones, but he's just not good at his job. Um, I don't. I disagree. I think that Danny Rand is an awkward character. He always has been. It's a re- there's a reason Danny Rand is one of Marvel's less popular characters. Yeah. There's a reason he can't sustain his own series. Okay. There's a reason there haven't been Danny Rand Iron Fist after Iron Fist after. Iron Fist animated series and stuff like that. Mm, that's true. Oh, that's fair enough. He's just he's a hard character to do anything with, and he works best in an ensemble. Yeah, do do actually just 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 to put it out to listeners there, Iron Fist has he ever had any impact on you as as people? Because um, he hasn't on me. I've I haven't I haven't come across much of him. Luke Cage is far more common. My my introduction to Luke Cage in any kind of serious sense was in the Avengers that Brian Michael Bendis brought back. Uh, the yeah, the breakout the run after the yeah, but the the follow up to that where they brought in new yeah. characters and Wolverine became an Avenger and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed him as a character. He was very interesting. He was married to Jessica Jones at that point. They had a baby. Um, they had done all that. I thought he was a, a really interesting character. Um, well, he's one of Michael. He's one of BMB's favorites. B B M B Benjamin and Michael. No, wait. What's BMB? Brian Michael Bendis. Ah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Bump. Um, yes, classic bump. Um, yeah. So Ben, we're going to move on. Go on, yeah. Sorry, but I did. We did segue a moment ago. Here. Yeah, we did segue a moment ago, but we'll we'll segue again. Let's move on and talk about other things that left us too soon. Oh, very nice, Michael. Very smooth. A yeah, smooth yeah, transition there, Michael. Um, given given that this was your topic for the week, Michael, why don't you lead the charge there? It is your birthday. You should well, have first pick. <laughs> thanks, Ben. Let's start where we started and look at the other Marvel series that left us too soon. Mm. Uh, so there have been two major Marvel series cancellations. Yes. Um, one of them arguably left us too soon and that was Agent Carter. Yes. Uh, Peggy Carter fame. Yeah. Interesting. Well, ben, I liked Agent Carter. Did you? I did. I thought it was a fine series with good chemistry and it was nice seeing Dominic Cooper on TV. Bless him. Yeah. Um, and it also left us on a cliffhanger about the dark dimension and whatnot. Ooh. Ooh. However, I wasn't that sad to see it go, to be honest. What, why is that, Michael? Tell me more. I don't really know. I think, Ben, I, I'm not a huge fan of a period piece. You don't like a period piece? Yeah. It's, I don't like things set in the past of an existing universe. Due to the anachronisms of said thing? Or? The... Not really the anachronisms, the the um the constant gap filling. Yeah, okay. The you risk heading down the Star Wars route. I can't remember who said this, but uh someone was interviewing and complaining about why they didn't like the prequels of the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, fair. And they said uh eventually you'll reach a point where remember that lamp that Luke had in episode four? <laughs> what was that doing for four minutes while we weren't watching? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. So like Peggy Carter, Agent Carter, the series, not Peggy Carter, the character. It. Oh, I've punched my mic. That's all right. Uh, Agent Carter, the series, risked 
expanding the universe too much mm. before the supposed explosion and expansion of the universe. Mm. Mm. You with me? Yeah, it was it was saying? too big a threat. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't that sad to see it go. Yeah. Now, a series I was sad to see go, Ben, that I saw a lot of potential in. Inhumans. And was the Inhumans. Yeah. You 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 have been the greatest fan of the Inhumans since it's uh, since it's suggested in, runtime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, great great special effects, great acting, great storytelling, great acting, great haircuts, great use, great haircuts, great use of the characters. Yeah, just all around good stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, Ben. Yeah, I'm joking. It was a lot of shit. That was a that was a facetious bit that both of us did there, Michael. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, one of our favorite internet people, Ben Nando from Nando V Movies, is planning a a video series about how he would save the Inhumans. Uh, that's quite a task. That's a Herculean yeah. task. If anyone can do it, I it's Nando. But ben, we considered it at one point and then went, nah, nah, nah. So that's too much. Nah, don't have it. Yeah, Ben. So moving away from Marvel, go on. Um, I suppose the most famous series that left us too soon was one. Firefly. Aww. Aww. I still miss Firefly. <laughs> take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. There we go. There's a few more subscribers gone. Yeah. Uh, here in this serenity. Yeah. Um, bloody good show, Michael. Bloody good show. Probably the best thing Joss Whedon's ever done. Uh, well, I mean, another show that he did that left too early was... was um, Dollhouse. Dollhouse was also be good, be good. Bit too philosophical at times. Well, I think both of those shows had a similar flaw, and it's it's not really a flaw. It's it maybe a flaw in Joss Whedon's way of thinking about TV mm. rather than the shows themselves. For example, in that they they started a little generically, a little. He likes a generic start, though. Yeah. And he really wants to start small and build the universe up. He likes that. He likes uh, He likes that kind so, of thing. I mean, I trust enough in the storytelling of a Mr. Whedon that even though season one of Dollhouse was borderline dreadful. Yeah. Especially the first few episodes. Mm. They were so procedural and dull and a bit exploitative. Um, Very exploitative. But I trust enough that he had the idea of what that was going to become and was kind of forced into it because he knew they were running out of time in season two. Network interference. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, again, I would. I think it would have been great to see Dollhouse develop over five or six years. I think a lot of Joss Whedon things would have done very well, would have done very well in the age of Netflix. I think, uh, you know. Do you think that they would have more time to breathe? More. Time I think to you just. I just think as to what they're supposed like, to be. Netflix never seems to worry about taking a risk with something. Um, mm. It seems to be quite comfortable, and especially in in these post Legion days, where where Legion is a television show that did very well, like odd rambly kind of things with some serious tones. You know, they they can do better these days. We've we've come to expect more from television. I'm not saying Joss Whedon was ahead of his time. I'm just saying he was ahead of his budget at the time. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's the thing. I think, you know. And ahead of the, the, the world's budget for patience for Joss Whedon nonsense. Yeah, I think I think we've had our quota of Whedon, haven't we? Like, 
I think it's. I think we can. I think we can fairly say at this point uh, that Avengers, the original Avengers, uh, if we negate the the sheer cultural impact, which is difficult to do, I know, but I think we could say it's one of the weaker movies in the canon now. Oh, should have been. Yeah, we definitely can. We say we that. can say that. I'll say that. We absolutely. I'll can. say that. Avengers, but one thing we can Avengers both agree on: absolutely fantastic film. Uh, it's not something we both agree on. One, one thing we can both agree on, Michael. Um, it is absolutely yeah, not something one thing we, that agree we can on. both agree on, Michael. Uh, one thing we can on. both agree on, Michael, um, is that it's Josh <laughs> Whedon has left us perfectly <laughs> you on time. Is that Josh Whedon has left us perfectly on time? So he's gone, and we can leave him out. Anything else, Michael? That left us too soon. Um, well, Ben, let's talk about one of Joss Whedon's contemporaries. Go on. Uh, Brian Fuller. Oh, Brian Fuller. Mm. Not named after the chemical compound Buckminster Fuller read. Um, uh, oh, really? Just it's, it's just a coincidence. Oh, that's been my um, that's been my go to pickup line for several years now, and it turns out I've been lying to young ladies' faces. That's awful. Did you know that Brian Fuller took his stage name from the chemical compound Buckminster Fuller read? Yeah, that was kind of the lead on. And then they were like, "I had no idea. Take me now." It was a whole thing. Um, it would pan out really well every week. Good. Every week. <laughs> Very interesting. Ben, <laughs> did you watch the TV show Pushing Daisies? I didn't. Uh, it was not bad. It was odd. It was unusual. It was about dead people, um, wasn't it? It was about? Dead people. Kind of. It was about Lee Pace. Okay. Uh, you'll, you'll know him from being Ronan from the Marvel movies. Yes, I knew that. And Lee Pace was a pie maker. Oh. And Lee Pace... Um, had an ability and his ability was if he touched a dead person they came back to life okay but if he touched them again they would be dead forever that's weird it is weird and it was kind of a, a there was a there were aspects of proceduralness about it where he would investigate murders murders and bring, and bring the people back to life momentarily to find out what was going on okay that's or he would bring them back to life to investigate their own murder and then then they'd die. But he accidentally brought the love of his life back to life. Ah, uh, and then he couldn't touch her. Exactly. Mm, difficult. And she would played by the, the lady who played a lesbian in Brookside in the 90s. Emily Mortimer. No. No. I've forgotten her name, actually. I've forgotten her um, actress's name. I'll go take a look. You keep chatting you, to me. You tell me more look. about... Pushing Daisies. And then, uh, uh, Pushing Daisies, unfortunately, was unceremoniously cancelled halfway through its second season. Oh. It made it to the to the mid-season point of its second season, and that was the end. Oh. Why, why is that, that Michael? Hmm? Why is that? Ratings, the mysterious vagaries of the early 2000s TV landscape. Bloody vagaries, eh? Um, bloody vagaries. Oh! Oh, uh, I know this. Anna Friel. Anna Friel, Anna Michael. Friel, well done. You were nearly there. Um, the the fans of Pushing Daisies, Ben, even, what is it? When was that cancelled? 2006? I would imagine so, yes. You're, you're looking at the Wikipedia. I'm looking there. at the Wikipedia. They are still, to this day, holding out hope for a wrap-up movie in the vein of Serenity. That's a bit sad. Uh, 2009. 2009, Michael. 2009. 2009, okay. a bit so later. more recent than I thought. A bit later. Hmm. Um, yeah, but very. That was a very sad sh- series. That Did you enjoy it as the show? Soon. It was a good show. It had uh, that tiny loud woman, Christine Chinovich. Is that her name? Um, it's here in front of me. Give me another two seconds. She was. 
she was the waitress in the in the pie shop. Mm, um, Christine, she's gone on to probably the best things of them all since then. Uh, it was oh god, the Christian Chenoweth, Chenoweth, yeah, Chenoweth. Enough. No, you were you were much closer. Yeah. Oh, she's very loud. Um, yeah, she's tiny but loud. Yeah, tiny but loud. She. Yeah, she's tiny but loud. I always confuse her with the lady from American Gods who plays Ostara. Um, I think that is her. Okay. Oh, it is her. You're, I was right. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> confuse her with anyone. I was just right on the money. Um, there you go. Yeah, tiny but loud. Yeah, tiny but loud. Benjamin. Yes. Did you watch the TV show Almost Human? Yes, I did. Great show, Michael. Great show. Completely rent from us far too soon. I couldn't agree with you more. Um. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a great starring podcast favorite bloody Carl Urban, uh, Carl yeah. Urban, um, yeah. and and Michael Ealy, um, yes. as his Android Michael sidekick. Is a very good actor who's very underrated. Very underrated. V underrated. Michael. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carl Urban not underrated at all. Perfectly rated because he's great. Um. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Michael Ealy very underrated. Great bit of cyberpunk dystopia. Uh, city on in a wall kind of thing. Very, very good and really, um, really well, really well done. So that even though it wasn't the highest budget show of all time, it it maintained a believable futuristic happening in the time period they're saying it is atmosphere. I enjoyed much of the little technological twists that I found in that. I enjoyed, mm. for example, the mask you could spray on your face so the cameras couldn't pick you up. Um, that was nice things like that I thought these were nice touches that's technology that, that isn't necessarily unbelievable because it kind of exists now you can buy those special coats that refract light in a certain way and mm-hmm. celebrities use them with paparazzi and stuff like that uh, oh yeah um, doesn't Daniel Radcliffe wear one yeah and it refracts anything that flashes in his direction and ruins the shot it overexposes him instantly um, the word you're looking for, Ben, there is reflects. Okay, sorry, reflects. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Re- reflects and refracts are different. Are they? So, oh man. I mean, and Ben, I know that sometimes I get words wrong, and when I do it, it's always on purpose. No, I get them wrong by mistake, Michael. <laughs> um, Benjamin, probably the biggest. Well, there was a week episode of Almost Human, though, and the week episode starred uh, famous female MMA fighter of the time, Gina Garano. I don't remember this. Um, Regina Garano was the Ronda Rousey of Her four years before oh, Ronda okay. Rousey came along. Okay. And she was a cyborg assassin robot. Ah, that's very good. And she was like a sexy cyborg robot. You have to have a sexy... And that was probably the weakest episode. Okay. I enjoyed that one. That was good world building, good uh, characterization from the two lads. Not a bad procedural. Um, yeah, and and Ben... It left us on a cliffhanger, as many of these shows did. And I really wanted to know what was beyond as the wall. As to the wall. Yeah. The bloody wall. Um, I think things were good outside the, the wall, I think. Um, oh, you think things were better outside uh, the wall? Well, no, not necessarily. But I think they would have been better if they got outside the wall. Um, oh, that's interesting. After a certain so amount of time. So it wasn't a Judge Dredd-style wasteland. I don't think so. I think that was the, the connotation. But I think maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I think there were probably some... It, it reminded me very much... That was a very popular trope at the time. Do you remember Beyond the Pines? Do you remember that show? Or The Pines uh, with Matt Dillon from Fox? No. This is interestingly one that wasn't gone too soon. It, it was cancelled for the right reasons. But um, it was based around a town in the future in a wasteland. And you couldn't leave the town. If you left the town, the mutated humans would eat you. 
uh, spoilers for a show that wasn't very good. Um, right. But that that was that was very similar. This this world inside a town, you couldn't go outside because if you did, you'd be eaten by the hyper evolved humans. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about Dublin as opposed to the rest of Ireland. Uh, okay. If you if you leave Dublin, you might be eaten by the mutated locals. Those those people are called Kildareans. It's it's not their oh, fault. Uh, take that Kildare. Uh, yeah. Take that. Boom. Another um, yeah. Another strike on Kildare. That show was called Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. Um, Wayward Pines. It was interesting until the twist, and then it was like meh. What was the twist? Uh, was the twist that the, there was mutants? The twist, well, it turns out it was a whole time travel timey-wimey thing. Uh, it turns oh. out that they wanted, they thought the town was a prison in their time. It was actually a, pri- a, a community in the future made to look like the 21st century, but it was actually very far in the future, and they were kept oh. inside because they couldn't leave because then monsters would get them. Um, That's like The Village. It's like the movie The Village, but in the future. Yeah, exactly. It was The Village in the 21st century. Uh, I think it was based on a Stephen King thing. Bloody Stephen, Bloody King. Stephen King, very Halloween relevant. Um, yeah, very Halloween relevant. We've had a, a relatively Halloween relevant. Um, speaking of that, Michael, next week's episode is going to be interesting. Um, we're I going, so, we're man. going to take a look at all, all of the independent shorts and little fan films and things like that that exist in the horror verse. Um, and with that in mind, Michael, I'd like to ask our, our lovely, lovely listeners, um, do you have any kind of independent horror that you've watched recently, especially our big horror fans? Do you have anything that isn't big mainstream horror that you'd thoroughly recommend? Uh, if you could let so us... So, Ben, hold on a second. Let me interrupt you there. Go on. What you're saying is horror shorts from the internet and that type of thing. Yes. Not necessarily independent films. Uh, I don't know yeah, if you okay, have the time fairly, to watch a lot of independent fair enough. films. Uh, the, the, the short films, the, the little uh, independent short films that you see on things like Vimeo, on the YouTube channels... Um, let us let us know if you have any personal favorites because they're quite often very good because they're little love letters to the genre in general. Um, and sometimes Ben, they end up being adapted into full to full blown movies. things. Yeah. So let let us know um, down below of any ones that you thoroughly recommend because I'm not a huge horror guy. Michael probably will do far better on this episode, but um, I'd like to know more. Well, Ben, I already have a couple in mind. Yeah, see, um, miles ahead. Just of me. as an example, just an example for the listeners of the kind of things we're talking about. One of the most famous is probably Lights Out. Oh, I don't know that one. Go on, tell me more. Well, Lights Out. Well, I won't spoil it because we'll talk about it Damn next it. week. But Lights Out is a was a little short proof of concept horror short. Yes, which was adapted into a not quite as good movie, but a movie which had the short integrated into it. And the short was the best part of the movie. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Mama is another one. Oh no way! That was a that was a short originally, was it? Yes, oh, that's interesting. A very good short. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's us. That's it from us uh, this week. As always, we are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. Please let us know. Um, what you think of us on Instagram and YouTube and most importantly <laughs> no don't let us know what you think of most us most importantly please don't let us know that most importantly uh, we are on iTunes and every single review helps please Ben remember we have to do a call to action ask the people uh, which shows or TV shows or movies that they feel ended too yeah, soon yeah as always ladies and gentlemen we want to hear from you we want to know what, what you miss what left us too soon um, we've had one comment before from Crom of Cromcraft, where Michael featured at once upon a time go over and check out his channel um, but uh, he told us that Reaper was one that he felt was cancelled far too soon and I agreed with him it was left us, left us oh, hanging yes. left us hanging but if you have any more Crom and other people if you have any more please let us know uh, that's it from us this week ladies and gentlemen bye Bye.